1: Wallowing in another radio show host sadness. And did you ever wonder what it would be like to be an '80s kid in a Browns town? I'll explain. It's all coming up on the emerging podcast scene, presented by Extend Technologies. The first four hours were simply in a moose bush. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. You sure, is the one not dessert. Not for me. Uh, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Hello, Tone. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. Uh, what did you think of the show today? Oh, it was great. I think some... I <laughs> I didn't get the chance to tell you what I told another host today. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he he was. I was at the game. I didn't hear anybody booing. What like, what? I go. We had. I almost said his name. We had people calling in explaining why they were booing. Yes. Well, maybe they're, they. You know, your TV. They have the mics in the right place. Maybe you heard. Of what I'm like one person booed. That's what you think I heard. I was at the game. It was coming. He says from he was every, at the game too. It he was coming
2: from every direction. It. He he said he didn't hear it. And it's. It wasn't just the booing. I mean, I I, I can tell you somebody walked around that stadium. Every part, I was uh, I had uh, both wristbands, so I was going in all the clubs because I had people to see. You're Congratulations Congratulations wristband, son success. of a bitch! The amount of people that came up to me, many of which were just fans on the show, friends too, but fans of the show, going out of their way to tell me how bad they thought Watson was playing, and that was after a good drive and no. half. He had a great drive right before the half. No, yeah,
1: <sighs> that's no fun. Well, who well,
2: I told you it's a, it's a divided. At least fan, won. It's a divided fan base. Everybody's happy. They won. It's not divided about the fact that they won. It's a divided fan base on the quarterback still. And that won't start to change until Watson plays a lot better. That's all. Okay. I, I mean, think that's, that's true. I, I think we all know that. That's it's fair got, enough. It's common sense. Yeah. It's I true. mean, we are going over, uh, you know, some people are like minutia. Guys, guys, they won. Move on. no, 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 no. No. Everybody is talking about evaluating the players. We, I mean, really, the defense was so good. I almost feel bad for them. They were so dominant. There's nothing to break down there. There's, there, there's not a lot to go over. Like, yeah. <laughs> who played bad on defense? Can you find somebody who played bad on defense? I can't. Mm-hmm. Can you? Nope. The only mistake, you want to talk mistakes? Was it even that much of a mistake? Denzel Ward in the pass interference. Yeah, And that was the only time he got beat. Mm-hmm. And he got beat and then got handsy. And oftentimes, you know, they let that go, too. So that yeah, was the that only was time yeah. I saw anybody got burnt the entire day was on that play. Defense was great. So defense was great. we're not going to sit there and just, Hey, Ken, Lima, we're back. 216, whatever our phone number is. I can never remember. Here's our phone number. Call in. How great you was the can defense? Remember. How great was the defense? Great. Okay, great. Okay, what's the next topic? Well,
1: there's there, the the win is a security blanket because mm-hmm. you always base it down like it can not be that bad because you won. Right. But I always remember, like Nick Saban talks about it, one of the years where he was at LSU, they won on a Hail Mary against Kentucky. And he actually says, he goes, worst thing that happened, he goes, we let our guard down and we got smashed the next week. I mean, that's Nick Saban. That's a football coach saying the negatives after a win. But I, I think a lot of fans, they do this, is that after a win... Even if they win, it's still in the back of their head. They just don't want to contemplate that, but it's still back in the head. Not everything is perfect even after a win. Now, a lot of things were really good, but not everything was perfect because if it were perfect, then you would have won the game 40 to nothing. And that would have been, or 40 to three, and that would have been always, the end of it. I gotta say, I, it,
2: first of all, it's easy. It's easy, and we've done it. We've been there. It's easy to rip on the team after a loss and just celebrate, and everything's great after a win. I always, me personally, I, te- I tend to think, even though I've never coached in football, I've never coached anywhere. Right? Well, I have eight-year-olds, man, and I tell you. I did coach over the summer. I coached a girls' basketball team once over the summer. This last summer? No, 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 no. Oh. Years ago. I was years ago, like, when I moved back to Cleveland. Did we not talk? I was about helping that? out with Coach Force. Oh, yeah. So well, you should still do I, but, that. But, but. I, I know a ton of coaches, and so I've always prided myself in, can I take some good out of a loss? Can I take some bad out of a win? Because that's what Nick Saban's saying. That's that's basically what the good coaches do. Is They don't... For, for everything, like Stefanski was rah-rah after the win. It's not like he didn't look at the film... And go over the offense and all the mistakes they made. Because they made a ton of them. Because there were receivers wide open the entire game. Yeah. They are going to go over that. They're not just going to say, I know fans want us to do this. I'd pray that you don't want the coaches to do this. To look at it and go, hey, we won. We're good. Uh, victory Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Come back there. Like, that's not that's not how good coaches coach yeah. in the NFL. So I, I would hope that they go over that stuff as well. The forensics of a win. In. Uh, and, and you've got your, you know, you hope you have your team's attention.
1: Bim expects his daughter to be the next Haley Van Lith, and she can't even walk. Well, she better get going here. This is
2: ridiculous. I'm telling you, it's growing frustrating. And then the biting. I'll hey, tell you about the
1: biting. Do you I'm... think I should be jealous that your daughter will, without a doubt, be a good girls' basketball player? Why do you think that? Because you like basketball and you like the finer points of the game, and you were a pretty decent basketball player. And she'll be after And your mic's not on. For whatever reason, I'm not yeah, hearing it. Is. it. Um,. And that your yeah, wife right. is athletic, so she, I imagine she will be athletic. It's on though. You can't I, hear me. I don't know. I can't hear him either. You're not coming through the You're not coming through now. Them. I am. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah now you, you are. It was always on. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah but she might not.
2: Athletic. She just might not be into it. So you don't know. She really ain't gonna
1: be into basketball. What do you think about a forcer? I don't know, kind of forced Axel to be into the football. No, I'm kidding. I, didn't do it. He really, I asked him a billion times, but I did. I, I, can, I, can I bring this up real quick? I know yeah. we didn't want to do this whatsoever, and I don't want to turn this into kid talk. Uh, one of the fans at the football game, the high school football game, uh, came up to me, and he's like, dude, your son, have him wrestle. And I'm like, yeah, you got to talk to the captain about that one. She's right over there. He's like what? Because she he plays football, so she he thinks that she would be fine with that. I go, nope, she will not let him play. She will not let him wrestle. Why? That's the one sport. Why she, wrestling
2: over football? She
1: says she is. I don't know. She's she's fine with him running into people headlong. That doesn't matter. But the impantago and the ringworm is a big no no. And I go, you gotta you gotta talk to the captain. I go, I was I was told flatly, absolutely not. I was like,
2: why? I, I mean, he could try wrestling. Second.
1: And she goes, nope.
2: Oh, and if we advanced in the year 2023, being able to avoid things like cauliflower ear oh, you're going and
3: staff infection. I have a kid that re- has wrestled every day for the last thousand days. And
2: what's, what, what does his ears look zero like? zero cauliflower ear.
3: Because he wears a he head here. Does he, part he of the want cauliflower ear club? He, no.
2: Because the, at the next level, MMA, they want it. It's a it's a sign of no, having right Dan Severn
3: ears. Now he's 14 and he wants girls to like him. I think. 14-year-old no. girls do not like cauliflower <laughs> If they did, they'd all have it, right? When you're 35, 20-year-old girls do like cauliflower ears.
2: Matt Hughes and those cauliflower ears. Oh, man. Uh, God, Randy Couture. Yeah, those, to say.
3: those guys had more of a. Even though Randy Couture is from California. Mm-hmm. He always felt like he was more country to me than he actually was, like an Iowa guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, we were ready to go over this audio. I, I am in a second, real quick.
2: We got a tweet right before we went on the air. Somebody asked you, Ken. It was Trail Cheetah Twitter reactions, as always, brought to you by Shiba Uh He says, as of last night, would you rather be the Browns or the Jets? Since Someone's 19- driving around with a system. Yeah, Someone is
1: driving around with a system in twenty twenty three. What about Bird, Maine, <laughs> and?
2: Sony Sony, was it Sony Vega?
1: Yo.
2: Uh, as of last night, who would you rather be, the Browns or the Jets? Since '99, you said who? Browns. No, he said who would you rather watch? Right? No, who would you rather be? Uh oh, Browns. So I was gonna say the Jets have been the, the back-to-back AFC, AFC championship, championship games. And think about it, we are big Browns fans because you
1: want to do this now or do you want to do this on the show?
2: Well, because of the '80s. The '80s, I grew up, and the Browns were playing in the biggest games.
3: They went to three AFC
2: and they went games. to three AFC championship games. Uh, and and I mean, come on, '86, '87, and '89. So, I was young. I was five, six, and then eight, respectively. Yeah. Got but, you at 8 and yeah, 89? But you do Jesus, that. are you And old. I remember, I have the VHS. I, I rem- I've i memorized the game. It's the game I've seen more than any game in my entire life. Just because you're young, there's nothing to have on. Just like the same reason, uh, a, a few movies. A few of those, John Hughes. Was it John Hughes? Those
1: movies in the 80s? Breakfast Club. I got another question. Pretty in Pink. Do you disagree with me about the bronze? Do you say Jets? I would say the Jets. Okay, let's save it for the show because i got to yeah. ask you a couple things. I, I mean I was 3 in 1989. What was it like to be cognizant of the 80s? What I can were tell you they
2: one like? Thing. So I remember being on the school bus uh, we would we would school scream the out the 80s. We would scream yeah. out every house that we passed that had brown stuff outside. And it was every house. Every house in town. Another thing, uh, because my parents worked at a paint manufacturing company, they at least that's what they told me, they could have lied, who knows. They said they were responsible for the paint that the Browns players were using on their shoes, everybody in town was spraying orange paint on their shoes to go to school, to go to work. Uh, Not only that, third thing, every radio station was playing. I remember this vividly. Every radio station had all the Browns songs. No Way, Elway, Bernie, 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 Bernie. They all were playing them, and I have talked to Ted who is a lifer, a radio lifer? Eric, who used to be here, radio lifer. Yeah, they talked about how he was the bagman. Every station had these as part of the regular rotation. It didn't matter what your format was, you were playing Brown songs. Wow. That's another level. As much as we love our Browns now, we haven't been to the AFC Championship games. We don't have the casual fans just all locked up like that, like they were in the 80s. In the 80s, the shares Uh, ask anybody who's involved with television or radio at that time, they will tell you that it was the Super Bowl. I mean, every Browns game had that. And there there was no Netflix. There was no anywhere else to get your your stuff. You were watching the Browns games at home or because of the weird sellout things and the satellites and whatever, you're going to the bar. But you were getting, and remember, Municipal Stadium had 80, was it 88,000? It was it was eighty-five? Out, so they weren't selling out games. People hated Art Modell. They weren't selling out games. Even it was hard. You had to you had to go, especially after that that run and Belichick and everything. You had to go to the bar to go see the game because they had the satellite dish. <laughs> people people were driving halfway to Toledo to go see the games. You can ask people, but it was just a different. It was a different world, and I don't know if it'll ever be like that again. Just because it's just different now. There's mm-hmm. other stuff to do. People are not as big. Sports fans in certain realms as they used to be. That was all you had. That's all you had. You only had a few stations. You were watching the Browns game every week. So you asked me what it was like at that time. It was nuts, and it was because you were good, and you had everybody in town knew you just had to be a Browns fan. There was nobody in school like we get uh, like oh, uh, Billy's friends were wearing Steeler jerseys to school. Was not happening. I can tell you that was not happening. Our entire school we were wearing Brown stuff.
1: What was life in the 80s like? Uh, what? Well, I had the cassette player. What do you, what do you I mean? I had the
2: cassette player. To,
1: and, or, <laughs> I almost called you Andy. Oh, I wasn't. I was three in 89. Mm-hmm. June 89, I had just turned three. I, I still don't. I remember. I actually. People say, like, oh, you remember what you're told. I, I distinctly remember there being a fire in the dumpster at Davies, uh, Davies Drugs. I remember that. Dave Fettman owned Davy's drugs. He was the pharmacist. Great guy. Shout out. Great guy. <laughs> uh, hold on, my doctor's texting me.
3: About those drugs? Yeah. Yes. Stop burning drugs. Stop freebasing drugs in the dumpster.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh 80s were a different time, man. Late 80s. Yeah, that's amazing. And I remember I, I watched Inside the. We didn't have HBO, but you could get HBO if you knew how to. Uh, I remember on my VHF, and I had the tuner and everything, and I was watching Black and White, Len Dawson, Nick Bonacani, and a young Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, no, A young that. Chris Collinsworth. He had to be right out of the league. He had to be like, I, I don't know how long Probably. he played. Well, his first game was with Jim. His first game that he ever did on TV. <laughs> I did Chris not know Chris Collinsworth?
3: That. Jim,
1: yeah. I did Jim not know that. By, Jim's amazing. I saw it the,
3: when they did the Chris Collinsworth football life.
2: Was
1: the I first didn't guy know that. Play play and with. inside the NFL
2: wasn't till like Wednesday or Thursday. Right. And for many people that was the most they had seen from all the games around the NFL yeah. cuz you had no way
1: to get them. I do remember when I was a kid, when I was really little, how hard it was or how interesting it was when somebody actually had like brown stuff to wear. Because you had regular people like just wore this stuff to to games because there wasn't you didn't like, have
2: thirty t shirt companies. Right. Yeah. yeah, there
1: wasn't a bunch of officially licensed merchandise. It, like I feel like I was like eight, nine, ten when finally like teams finally wised up. Like oh, they can will buy it whenever we put our name stuff, on. If you yeah. were
3: wearing stuff, you weren't. There weren't like the like some people had had stores had like. A rack, yeah, right. Like that was so. It. If you were getting it, you were getting it from outside the stadium or, from a bootleg,
1: and that's about it. Or kids were wearing like those Halloween costumes, like mm. the the Browns jersey right. that just mm. said Cleveland on it. Like, like that's what now, they wore.
2: If you had the money, they had the starters jackets. We did not have the money.
1: I had a Notre Dame starter jacket that I was had, a hand me down.
3: I had. I finally got a starter, but I started off with Logo Athletic. That was a rip off brand. And well, there was a- a Pro Player. Apex that was the official NFL. On, one, Yeah.
2: And pro player. And yeah. then what? East Bay did could you get some of the stuff in the From magazine? East Bay, but
3: it had to be, yeah, you had to like write away for it and send money in an envelope.
1: You used to have to wait for like six weeks for that stuff. So you like if you wanted like football stuff, you had to start doing that in like June. I mean, even that like seemed to be late. We always we I almost said steal. You could almost get away with it because my parents worked my mom worked at a sporting goods store. So that was a little easier, but like if you want to like East Bay stuff, you had to wait like six weeks. Took forever. Took forever. Are we great. ready to listen to this audio, by the way? Yes. I think we are. I always ask that like we're not ready. Let's just go to it. So, I wanted to... I, apparently, we had a caller, Bob in Geneva, who said that they are freaking out in Pittsburgh. They think Browns fans... Are going to overrun the stadium on on Monday night. Now, this is from ninety three seven the fan in Pittsburgh. So this is the three p.m. hour. This is what you asked me. Yeah, to this get. is this is. He said three. I asked him what time. He said three p.m. You
3: listened at two, correct?
1: Yeah, and I have a very strong opinion about the two two o'clock open to Pony and Muller. Do you want me to share it now, or do you want me to wait until Pony
4: comes on? I'd like to hear
1: Pony first. I'd... Okay, let's yeah. hear Pony at the three p.m. and see if Bob and Geneva's right. Go ahead and hit it.
4: I'm not myself today. Uh, because it sucks when you're so off when you've got your hopes so high on a team and then they're never even in the game it was non-competitive it was so ugly this loss to the 49ers yesterday and look a lot of this is oh. going to be about Kenny Pickett and I'm not going to tell people that they can't call in and rip Kenny if they want for the way he played yesterday 4129289370 i think it'll be the worst game he plays all year I feel like this can be like a learning uh, thing for him, but it was gutting to watch him look so out of whack and so disoriented and so unsure of himself during that game. He looked like a quarterback that had never started an NFL game that got parachuted in, and they said, all right, kid, what do you got? Like he was a Duck Hodges type, and he was... Here's how uh, bad he was. It's freaked to, out. Here's how bad it was. It's to the point where I just saw this tweet come by from Chad. Any discussion about a potential concussion? He did slam his head off the ground on the first sack, and no one seemed to notice. So they're, they're going to the say, concussion card. I would hope that if he was messed up off that hit, they would have yanked him out of the game. I, I thought think. about that. I thought about that as the game went on, that play that he's talking about on the first drive where he got sacked on the third play. I did so think about that. So when nope. I
2: saw it. I did see that. And, yeah, I imagine if I were a Pittsburgh fan, you can't just... Your takeaway can't be he's terrible. He's going to be terrible forever. Like, I I understand that. So, okay, if he's concussed, then that's an issue and everything. He did hit his head hard. But, guys, I mean, do we think Kenny Pickett looked – he's like, he looked like Duck Hodge. He looked like Kenny Pickett. He he looked like what I saw in some of the games
1: out of Pickett. I know. He was bad. I think it was worse than what he usually is. Okay. I, I, I'll i tell you that. I, I don't think he's as bad as what he was on, uh, on Sunday afternoon. I – He's 30, I watched a lot of Kenny Pickett. Thirty-one of forty-six. He actually completed sixty-seven percent. Uh, he threw what two. What was pits. his average? What was
2: his average? Uh, get that. I'll find that in a
1: sec. Five. Okay. It was yeah, five. That, One full those yard. Those are dumps, off, dump offs, yeah. man. I mean, geez. you I mean, You're them. looking at anything over. I would say anything over eight's really good. Man. Seven and above is is fine. Anything under that, you're man. like. yeah. I'll tell you. I I, w- I just went back and watched the highlights because it was obviously a
2: blowout and it was going on at the same time as the Browns game. Um, Holy crap. The 49ers went healthy. The way that their linebackers. They're the real deal, man. The way, because they, you know, obviously they get a pass rush. They've always gotten a pass rush. But then their linebackers, not only do they fly to the ball, they're physical. And it, and other teams
1: just cower. They look like they don't want to play against it's, them. It's one week. I know that. But you know how we did, like, okay, this might be the year Miles gets his defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. Like, it, it comes and it seems to be the light shines on you today. Could it be that way for San Francisco? What do you mean? That is a team of studs. Like, we're going to find out up close and personal in October. Like, they're coming here. And so we got to play San Francisco. And this is after the bye week. So there's going to be more on Stefanski, by the way, because after the bye week, you better have your bleep together. But with how good they are, like, I thought Buffalo might be that team this year, and maybe I was just wrong. Like last year when Josh Allen got hurt, I'm like, hey, you know, maybe I'll just be wrong. But man, it seems that San Francisco has their bleep together, and it, it might seem that the light is ready to shine, the sun is ready to shine on them. Do we have any more of the pony? Do you want to play more of the pony, so, Muller?
3: I do have. Double A said that I think this is from a segment after that. If they lose to the Browns this weekend, that's how it's tied. Oh, I okay. Hear that. Here,
1: let's hear it.
0: But if they lose this Monday, oh baby, it's going to be a rough season, boys.
4: Yeah, I don't think the – thanks, Lou. I don't think that the – even though the Browns are picked to have a better uh, Vegas over-under number than them, nine and a half, I believe, or nine maybe, um, I don't think that that is going to hold water, even though, again, the Browns stifled the Bengals. If they lose Monday night, you're not going to hear, oh, well, it was quality of opposition. You're not going to hear any of that. You're going to hear, uh-oh, full-on panic time, particularly if Pickett looks as bad as he did and as uncomposed as he did in this game. And I,
2: I think that's coming. I think this, I, has Vegas changed the line? Deontay Johnson's out for a while. Cam Hayward looks like he's going to be out for a while. Has the line on that game changed for Sunday? I, mean, I thought it Monday was night? up to two. Right okay, that's, that's still not where I think it should be. Where do you think it should be? I think it should be Browns minus like four, Woo! four and a half. I think this is, this is looking like mismatch central. Really? So pe- people say that I'm down on the Browns, not this week. And I don't think I am. I think, I think their defense, like, I, obviously, they're going to see game film now. They've seen some tendencies from the Browns, even though it's only one game. Uh, and even if it doesn't look as easy from the Browns' perspective, uh, it's going to be really, I'm really hard without Deontay Johnson now. At 10.07 a.m., updated two and a half now. It was one and a half yesterday. It's gone up one. That Hayward news, if you watch the tape, and I've seen some tweets about it too, San Francisco ran the ball right up the middle. That is not Boy, something you. I thought you, you were going to say something else. That's not something you do against Pittsburgh. You don't do that when Cam Hayward's there. Yeah, Ooh, it just doesn't happen. Yeah,
1: that's a good point.
2: And you, you know what's funny is TJ Watt still dominated. I asked uh, I I asked somebody for Pittsburgh. I said I saw the stat line. He had three sacks, and two forced fumbles. They said no, he dominated. But <laughs> the 49ers just schemed away from him. So I would expect the Browns. To be able to, to to help do the same, you talked about chipping him, and we'll get into nitty gritty football later in the week. Yeah, we will. But if there's no Cam Hayward, then I mean, you're just hoping TJ Watt doesn't get any free looks. You can you can mitigate that. You can mitigate some of the free looks he'd get on Watson otherwise. <laughs> last year, last year Pittsburgh manhandled Deshaun Watson in that final. Yes, they did. There were seven sacks, and I think there could have been twenty more. Oh jeez, it was every play. It was every play. Every play they had a shot at Deshaun Watson. Uh, that can't happen. I mean, if, if Hayward is not able to play, I don't
1: think that's going to happen. No, I don't think that's going to happen either. Uh, well, I'm not doing any must-wins. or are all must-wins. But I think it's a must. I think you, obviously you got to win. But you, I, think, I think we want our quarterback to look good. I think we want him to look good in this game. Do we have any more of the pony or are we done with the pony?
3: We just have that long first segment that we were kind of skimming. I don't think we have anything.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, don't think we have anything I have wrong. another criticism of Pony that I'll share it another time, I guess, even Let's though I it. wanted to share it now. I wanted to share it with him. I didn't. I don't know when he's joining us this week. Is he joining us this week? I don't know. Did I really want to share it I mean, with thousands of people is. and Pony, or do I just want to share it with you guys we and Pony? We can say
3: it right now, and then we can send it to Pony. Go ahead. I'm sure Pony
1: listens to the podcast. I, I'm sure he does, too. Nah, I'm not going to do... I I don't know how he'll take it. Who cares? He didn't give me what I wanted. I don't think he gave Steelers fans what they wanted yesterday in his open. There. I said it, and now I feel better. I feel relieved. I said it, I meant it. What do you mean? He made it out to be... He quoted, I'm going to eat a great big bleep sandwich today on the air. Now, I remember... I've been wrong... A bunch in the past. I've been right a bunch in the past too, but no one wants to remember that. I've been wrong in the past. Like that day when you guys got me to guarantee that the Browns are beating the. Actually, I got myself to guarantee that the Browns are beating the Denver Broncos. And when they didn't, you can't tell me I didn't give people what they wanted. You can't tell me that. I I felt like a fool, and people wanted me to admit that I was a fool, and I gave them exactly what they wanted. They went out there. Baker Mayfield shaved his face three times. Noah Fant went nuts on our defense. We were not prepared to play. Negative, Ken, ne- negative Ken came out. it because I, 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 mean, I was talking about the emperor not having clothes. I mean, it was ugly. I was livid. I was livid with myself, and I, I, I just pulled my put myself right out there on the carpet. I was it called on the carpet? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I called myself right out there on the carpet. I did not get that from Pony yesterday. Honestly, I think it was more Mueller protecting him. Said what I said. So what, he just give up? I don't know. He just made it out to be like, oh, this is going to be this moment. And I'm going, if you're going to say that, you give people what they want. Well, you give said, people their time to do it. Didn't he say, he didn't what, did he throw out some crazy record before the, before the week? You, no, he said, because Keith texted didn't us. Didn't he
2: say they were going like 13 and 4? He
1: said something silly. And then... The, he, I guess he did something to make him feel better, make himself feel better. From 1987 to 2011, I'm like, well, none of these players play on the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore, Andrew. So none of that matters. I don't know what this is. Now there was some blame on Matt Canada which I knew that was going to happen because none of us want to admit that things aren't going to be are, are as bad as what they are. They've been blaming him for three years. They have been blaming him for three years, and they will blame him, and I would say that's why you still would not want Matt Canada there because he would affect the growth of Kenny Pickett. But that's me, a thicket man, not trying to be Pony over here. Just said, if you're going to make a big deal about what you're going to do on that show, you better fall through. And I didn't think you fell through. I, I like Pony as a host. I respect I him, not, but I didn't think he fell through to the, to I, the fans. I, I, I'm not a huge Pickett fan. I thought you were going to say I'm not they, a huge Pony fan. It's
2: like whoa! They yeah. just they just played a healthy 49ers team. That team that team is a different animal. That's the most talented team in the yeah, NFL. Are they Kenny not? Should
1: Pickett
3: be
2: outclassed by Brock Purdy though? Yeah, yeah. Well, Brock all, Purdy has had Ember. By the way, Brock Purdy did make a man. He made one unbelievable throw in the end zone. But he also just has to dump the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey had a move. Well, I'm not going to
1: hold that against him, but, though. Yeah, I try not I'm just, to do that to two Tua. I'm
2: just saying, McCaffrey made a move where he should have been tackled seven times. He spun out of it. They had him. And then next thing you know, he's off to the races. They are ju- When they are healthy, which the 49ers have had more injuries than outside of the Ravens over the last three years, when they are healthy, they are a different animal. Maybe Pittsburgh just wasn't ready for that. They look like they weren't ready for that. I don't think their season's over. I think if they lose to the Browns, they are in huge trouble.
1: But if I what I'm saying, if I if I go and you're right, but what I'm pointing out is that if I go shooting my mouth off, do I hide behind you? No, never. Never. Except once. for Michael Rappaport. And I and I answered <laughs> so once. I answer to that. I answered that later you said I'm sorry, and Mr. Rappaport. I paid for it. I paid for it over the show, and I, I apologized to our listeners, and then I talked it over with Michael Rappaport himself on our show. Did I did I not? I didn't say, I'm sorry, Mr. Rappaport. I didn't do Mr. that. Rappaport, will you sign my copy? Mr. Mr. Rappaport, will you sign my copy of Higher Learning? Will you sign it, please, Mr. Rappaport? I didn't do that. But you, you're right. Lima called me a hack that day. I did. Oh, you know why? Because I was a hack. Because you were a hack. Yeah. Boy, I was mad at you that day. I just didn't think, uh, I mean, if you're going to say you're going to call yourself out on the carpet, then do it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. And I felt that Muller kind of protected him. That's the way I felt about that. And I love Pony. I respect him as a host. I respect him as a person. I don't know how that team recovers, or anybody in Pittsburgh
2: recovers. You talking about that if, show, or are you talking about that get, uh, if they the Steelers get, if if the Browns handle them this week? I don't know. That's a that's a rough 0 and 2. And now look, they they came back last year and finished 7 and 2. And we could talk about their culture and Tomlin and God knows I've I've talked about it. But they start 0 and 2. And man. in that fashion, especially if it
1: is, I mean, any way you lose is a loss. This, but a, this is a big game, it guys. Is. This is a big ass game coming up on, on Monday, man. It's a big ass game on Monday. Owen's like looking at me like, yeah, you're right. This is a real big game. What? What's the matter? You don't think this is a big game?
3: No, I do think it's a big game. I just love how every year we go well, This isn't a must win game, and then game day comes. No, it's kind it,
1: of a, they're all must wins. I told you this yeah. is a big ass game on
3: Monday night, man. I mean, this is um, so it's Monday night football. There is two games on Monday night, so they didn't do it on opening weekend this year because you know Aaron Rodgers and then things happen the way that they did, but they do get Buck and Aikman, which tells you how big the NFL thinks the game is. Um, it's an it's an ability to show fans who just expect people who didn't watch the Browns play last week and didn't watch that defense and just saw that the score was kind of tight and they seen the Deshaun interception and they saw that the weather was bad and they go, Oh, it's just because Burrow was playing in bad weather. It's an opportunity for the Browns to show people who haven't paid attention to the moves they've made. How much better they are as in defense right now?
1: You're right about that. Boy, it's a big game on Monday, man. I'm looking forward to this. I wish they were playing it on Sunday. I really. Yeah, we do. gotta wait. But but the good thing is
2: we get to take it all in, and we will have our unblemished record for an extra day. That's got
1: to feel good. No pressure on what are Sunday gonna, what when are you wake gonna do up on Sunday then. I'd rather have a Thursday night game There's than an a Monday.
2: Opportunity. You know, the, I just drank. i go out to the bars. Actually, the, probably won't be able to.
3: Probably the Ravens to and in. the Bengals play each other on Sunday. They could, yeah.
2: You could be in first place Ooh, by yourself. Yeah. First
1: place proud. On Monday morning. Well,
2: forget about the North. I mean, yeah. you're going to be looking good in the AFC. You have a chance to look great That's in good the point. AFC.
1: That's a good point.
2: I mean, the, the Chiefs play the Jags this
1: week. Huh, Lots of heavy hitting this mm-hmm. week. You know, well, I can't say that to you because I've never been a big bar guy. I go out to the bar a few times a year, and I always go to the one down the street, basically. Mm. Or, I mean, if I go to the Hooli, but that you know, I go with Liz or something like that, the family. like That's not a big but deal. That's an experience. Right? That's an experience. That's not just going to the Bear. That's not just something like that. Uh, do you want me to share my uh, high school football thing with you before we go? Now, so I thought we talked about this last week. We did. Where you
2: went on the record saying that the regular season means less and less in high school football. Yes. So teams are only playing nine games.
1: I'm, uh, and I'm glad I reminded you of this. So I, I cross-referenced it. I cross-referenced it with a couple of people uh, out there in the media sphere, people who cover high school football, people who cover sports in general. I, I ran one by Matt Gould. Okay. love Matt Gould, Cleveland.com. And I said, hey, like my thing is, is I, I, I think there's I've noticed there's more teams when playing nine games this year. And it's more than just like, again, the Senate league and maybe the city series, depending on which which school you are. I, I know that there's constraints and I know that there's things that are unfortunately like you can't play a full 10 game schedule. Uh, some schools can play eight. Some some schools can play six. I understand that there's there's going to be things to get in the way of that. And I but I notice that there's more teams playing nine games. And Matt says, you know, he says, as I'm listening, I can't think of anyone who's good who purposely scheduled just nine games. Everyone, a note in my seven county coverage. Seven counties a lot. Seven county coverage has a full ten. And he kind of went because I'm like, well, I, I noticed there was some teams that just had nine, and he did kind of get. In, he goes it, to me, the scheduling issue you brought up is better this year than it was been the last few years because of COVID fallout. If anything, I blame the teams' nine game schedules. And this is what I didn't think of. Now this is interesting. He said I'd blame it the nine game schedules on conference movement. For example. Solon moving to the Suburban, all sports this year except for football because the GCC held firm on that, created some wackiness with the conference games in weeks two and three. Biggest problem I see with the OHSA going to a 16 game schedule, 16 week schedule is how short the preseason now is. A lot of coaches tell me they've adjusted, but I think when you're talking about the heat and how quickly they scrimmage now and get to competition, I always worry about those kids who are playing varsity for the first time and they aren't acclimated to the pace. I think that's a tremendous point by Matt Gould that I didn't think about. But I, I, I'm serious. I wonder, like you have some teams now. He's talking about really competitive. Programs like I said to Owen, because Owen started looking up during the show and he said he was surprised at the amount of teams that he was seeing with the nine game with the nine game schedule. Like when I told about Well, and there were suburban league teams and yeah.
3: things like that. Yeah.
1: But then he mentions the suburban league, and I go, okay, that's a hell of a point by by Matt there. The the thing that I that he brings up, he's like, you know, there are some schools and and this is where the callers, the guys who miss high school football, are different from the guys playing the high school football, the kids playing it. You get to the end of October when the schedule's done, and there are some kids, if you're if you're on a one-win football team, you're ready to go play basketball or go wrestle. Mm-hmm. Like, you're ready. And I think we get a lot of callers go, remember when we brought up the the extra game, and they're like, it's an extra game! It's an... like, I think a lot of 16-, 17-year-olds are like, you can have it. But when you're 37 and you miss high school, you're going, oh, it's an extra game, it's an extra opportunity, and I'm going, guys, and I, I end up being right about this. I'm like, it's an extra opportunity to go get your ass handed to you. It's which is if what, you're on a bad football, which team. is, and now bad football teams make the playoffs.
2: Let's be honest. Yeah, the way with that's, expanded and I playoffs, think that's D1 what he's saying. Bad. There's what, well, D1, you're in.
3: here. So I think one team doesn't make it right now.
2: Only one team so, in Northeast Ohio so, or in District One. So not only do you have bad teams making it, it means an extra bad matchup an extra disproportionate <laughs> right. matchup of talent where guys are going to get hurt. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. I, I, I There's just no and other that's... way to, to go about it. Like Those are the games. We've seen it, guys. When you're at a game – the two teams have no business playing each other. You
1: do worry about the kids.
2: I know nobody cares in like college. Oh, you're paying Prairie View A&M a and a 1000000 dollars. And, to and you don't
1: care when you're thinking about your own your own memories of yeah. glory days in the past. Yeah,
2: yeah. Youngstown State got to go into the horseshoe. That quarterback came right yeah, down the cool. field, scored a touchdown. He'll remember that the rest of his life. He did the penguin walk, yep. which was actually it hilarious. Was he awesome. was talking so much, you know what, it after was that awesome. touchdown. Because he knew. That's he a knew Youngstown that, guy. He also it. knew they were going to get their ass kicked. That's a Youngstown guy. And you know what? You can't take away that. Yep. You can't take away that from him. The rest of his life, he's gonna say, I went to the horseshoe. But guess what? In high school, that doesn't happen. Nope. The kid on the bad team that makes the playoffs the plays the really good team doesn't get to score a touchdown. They don't even get past midfield, and they're lucky to make sure they even have their knees intact at lot, the end of the game. A
4: lot
1: of the guys who are that competitive on those those captains who do love football, they're wrestling. They're playing basketball. They're going to go play baseball after that. And they're good at that. those sports. Yeah, they're going to go do they're going to run track after that. Like that's like again, Kenny Carmen at 37 years old, like the only thing about high school I miss is football. Okay? I didn't have a bad time in high school whatsoever. But I miss football. I love football. I do. But I think that sometimes we as callers and things like that, we get stuck in our own on our own memories as opposed to what they're thinking at 16, 17 years old. And if you if you've just gone through a 10-game slog, where you've had your ass handed to you, and by that time, like, if if you're on a team, and they do this at every level, three and seven, and it's even worse. Like, in the NFL, when the Browns are bad, and we say December in Berea, yeah, everybody's talking about whether or not the coach is going to keep his job, whether or not the general manager is going to keep his job. You can kind of insulate yourself to a degree, even though you got family and friends coming in because of the holidays. You can kind of insulate yourself to a degree. You go home as a 17-year-old, There's nowhere else to go. If Junior isn't playing and the team's bad, dad's pissed, mom's mad, the whole family's upset, then you got the neighbors who are upset, then you got the board of education, then you got everybody there. So it just creates this ugliness. Oh, by the way, you were able to just get enough playoff points where now you have to go. If you're a D1 school and you weren't good, uh, you got St. Ed's. Congratulations. You get to always say you got to play St. Ed's against a bunch of dudes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> guys are going to do it to the next level. And guys, I, when I saw them, when they had that, they had that Ed's Hoban game last year that we had. I'm going, this is all, I can't believe this. This is all dudes. This mm-hmm. is all, like, it, it is. It's st- a collection of the best players in the yes, area. It's all amazing. on two teams. And the coaching staffs, I mean, they move like cats. Yeah. It is so professionalized. It's actually, it's quite impressive. I'm very impressed by it. Like, because you see a lot of guys who are, Yellers and screamers on the sidelines, and they're kind of classic football coaches to high school. And there are a couple of guys who are very successful, by the way. There's one guy who, um, I don't want to put his business out there, but he's a very successful head coach. But yeah, he, he gets a little bit more animated than I th- ever thought he would. Uh, seat him on the sideline, but you got a lot of guys where, like, if you see Nate Moore at Maslin, Nate Moore doesn't really get hysterical that much, his assistants. Are losing their minds. Like, I think I've seen him a couple of times kind of get into it with a ref here and there, but he's pretty thinking about the next play, thinking about the next thing, this, that, and the other. It's very professionalized. And they do the same thing with it's Lombardo over at at ends, mm-hmm. right? Lombardo's the same way. Of course, he's coached at Michigan and he's coached at at, at D three, so he kind of knows what he certainly knows what he's doing. There's no kind of about it. Like it, it's 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 becoming Ohio more professionalized type of thing. But if you if you are the sixteenth team in that region, I mean, in some of these cases, you might be an early thirties guy. You're still learning. And you make the playoffs in this situation. It's like you are not ready to play Eds. You are not ready to play these teams. You would never schedule Eds or any of these other schools. So why all of a sudden would you have to play them? And and
2: now all we hear about is OHSAA has a surplus. In fact, yeah. they doled out money and to every single program in the state because they had this surplus and they knew that was a bad and look. And now
1: I said and now I said about this. I go and, and and that's what Dave Briggs wrote about, and Dave Briggs was right to write about it. My issue is, I knew you needed money. I knew you were working at a a deficit. I knew you needed money. But now, can you go back? I don't know if you can go back. Can you ever go back and say, hey, the 10-game regular season's important. We're going to do away with a round of the playoffs. Because then everybody knows what it's about. Or do you just, could you ever do it? And just just say, well, we tried it this way and it didn't go this way. I don't think they're ever going back. I don't think I've ever seen a situation. Have we ever seen a situation where the playoffs... Have shortened in any sport? No, can't think of that off the top of your head, no. can you? Never goes the other they've way. They've only expanded. They've never, they've never gone the other way. So I, I don't know what the OHSA does. Like once you open up that the box, only, that box is open. So the only thing I've seen in
3: Oklahoma, I grew up. Class A is what I played. It was the smallest eleven man. Yeah, and then went A, two A, three A, four A to six A. Well, now they have what they call Super Six A. Which is like the biggest thirty-two teams in the state are their own thing, bunch of parochial schools, like, I imagine. You, there, no, we don't. Oh, really? We don't really have that there. I mean, there's a couple of oh, Baptist yeah, schools, but
1: yes, yeah. um, you're right.
3: And then the, like, they have like a homeschool league too. Really? There's a lot of homeschool. There's a lot of farm kids
1: still. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I guess um, that makes sense.
3: But they did it where there was really like between the top three divisions in the state. There's like, you know, four teams in each division that just kind of ran it. So those, they're all their own thing now. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really, it goes off of success and school size.
1: Because the, the coach, because I told him, I was like, guys, I, I texted coaches and they're all like, this is what Texas does. They, I mean, there's a lot of schools that play nine mm-hmm. games in Texas and yeah. They know they're going to the playoffs, and that's it, and it's a money machine and uh, all this, that, and the other. In New York,
2: they have the playoffs after five or six weeks, and then you have to go – skate. if you don't make the playoffs, you have to schedule other teams and figure out who's on your same play. That's weird. Play. Feels Is very that New weird. York City or New York no, State? No, New York State.
3: Really? Yeah. Wow. I think they also have – they do it because we saw it, that baseball. Remember the baseball where the kid dropped the ball and they ended up scoring all the way around, and everybody thought that was state that's championship? That's right. That wasn't. That was like a sectional. They do it way hmm. smaller
1: – They go sectionals all the way up. Well, I love this podcast. This is a good podcast. Good stuff. You like it? Yep. Good. Brought to you by Extend.